Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 103 and boy do we have plenty and plenty to talk about tonight. We have a recap of what happened away at Cholos. We have a preview coming up against Juarez. We have Lady Aguilas. We have injury updates. We have so much to talk about in this episode. So without me getting any further into what today's show is going to be, let me introduce as always my co-host live from cold New York, Christian how are we doing? Still cold. Still cold. But um, yeah, still cold. But I'm uh, happy to be here after a long day of school. I'm just very excited, especially because we have a new guest. Um, it should be a good episode, so I can't wait to get into it. Definitely, definitely. Now, I th- I think a lot of people are just really come to tune into the episode just for the weather report. Yeah, I think so. I think you just made it all about the weather report. Yeah, it has been. That's all right. It definitely has been. But like you mentioned, Christian, we have a very special guest today uh, making his debut in the EY podcast and podcast in general. Uh, Let me introduce today's uh, guest. It is none other than Eduardo, who is... uh, Eduardo, what is your name on Twitter? Uh, It's Caballos Juarez, uh, capital C, capital J. And uh, just all things FC Quad, as you can find there, uh, day-to-day rumors, confirmed signings, match analysis. It's all there for, for anyone who, who wants to stay up to, up to date to uh, Los Caballos del Norte. All righty. Well, we want to extend a, a very welcoming hand to you. Uh, I know you said this is your first time on a podcast. Uh, you know, we're, we're very excited to have you on. You're, you're one of the new new people in the Liga Mekis English community, and we thought what better way than uh, to to spice things up for this upcoming match than to bring someone an expert like yourselves. Uh, and, and you've been doing a great job covering the team as as, as we've seen. You've steadily been growing. And uh, not, not just that, but I think, like you said, it you've given uh, a lot of information to the people out there that really want to know about Juarez. Um, so, again, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, guys, man. I'm just excited to get this rolling and kind of uh... – See, see, see what happens on Saturday. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And we will get there soon enough. We will get there. But let's start off with our lady, Aguilas. Christian, uh, we mentioned last week on the podcast that the ladies were going to have a very tough game away uh, away from home against Nagaxa. We said it that even though it was Nagaxa, these games were not to be taken lightly, especially on a road game like this one. Ladies ended up drawing 1-1 to on Friday. And, uh, well, I mean, w- w- what could we say about this? The perfect form, I guess, continues <coughs> for the mean part, but it, it didn't look that good of a game for the ladies in respects to finishing chances. Yeah, no, very underwhelming performance, in my opinion, especially the way um, we've been playing. We have been playing, so definitely not the result that we wanted, uh, especially, um, but all things considered, though, after going down in the match, though, uh, kind of getting that draw late in the match, I don't think it's that bad of a result, but it definitely could have been better. It definitely could have been uh, much, much better. I, I think America had some very clear opportunities coming into this game, both halves, really, where they could have put the game away, um, but they didn't. And then the one thing that we did criticize them for this uh, start of the season was the fact that defensively they didn't look as solid as in recent times. And I think it's proven to be dividend that they've messed up in a couple of goals, and in this game particularly, you saw them make a couple of mistakes that could have cost them not just the goal that they conceded, but a lot more uh, other chances that Nakaksa didn't finish. No, yeah, and it's um, I don't think it's a the thing to be concerned about just yet. I mean, maybe it just could have been just it was a tough game. You know, it was a road game. You know, under maybe conditions some of these players aren't very used to. But um, for right now, I, th- I think we're okay. We'll manage. Uh, we just got to see how they bounce back in their next game against Puma. So. Um, another another game that should be very interesting. Um, Pumas coming into this match at two one one seven points seven on the table, so <clears throat> sorry. So it does paint to be a, a interesting match for us, and hopefully we can we can rebound from this from this draw. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. So like you mentioned, Christian, uh, they're in seventh place right now. Pumas coming into this one, the ladies definitely have a tough tough away game. It is a classico though, and I would imagine that this game would bring out the best in some of these ladies, uh, especially those who, you know, feel the colors a little bit more than others, uh, how important this game is for them. So let's see exactly what they're capable of doing. But like we mentioned, Nakaksa game wasn't the best, but I think the ladies walk away with a very decent result in regards to a point in regards to what was happening in that matchup. Now it's time for them to step it up and potentially walk away with all three points against Pumas, who you would imagine uh, are going to be looking to do the same against the ladies. 100%. Yeah, most definitely. All right, then. Well, y'all, you guys will be able to catch that game on Saturday 
Uh, they're going to be playing around, let's see, uh, 10 a.m. here in the United States. That is 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, that is uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Central time. That is uh, 1 Eastern. And uh, as as our, ho our host, our guest today is Mountain Time. That is going to be 11 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, Eduardo, tell me, uh, do you follow the la the, the Liga Mekis Femenil at all? Do you, do you kind of keep up to date with the, the ladies' side of, of Juarez, or, or it's kind of not really your forte? Uh, a little bit. Not not my strong suit, but I, I try to keep tabs on them as much as I can. Nice, nice, nice. Um, we did play each other already. Uh, the ladies did end yep. up getting a very good result against you guys. This the three nil result. Mm -hmm, three zero. Um, and just to kind of give you guys an update as to exactly where it is that Juarez is at. Um, they're in the fourteenth spot. You know, 14. so it's it's um it's still early days in Liga MX, and like we know, whether it's feminine or in the men's side of things, it, things change drastically. You know, so it should be interesting to see how Juarez yeah. ends up, uh, and it should be interesting to see if the ladies can continue to, uh, you know, get that quote-unquote perfect start to their, uh, to their, um, to their season. Now, the only team that's gone undefeated so far is Atlas. They're gone four for four in this one. Now, the ladies had the opportunity to do the same mm -hmm. against Necaxa, but aren't able to do so. But still, a very good, strong start to them. And now uh, we wish nothing but the best of luck for the ladies. We'll keep an eye, a close eye on that. And uh, keep up to date on Saturday over on Twitter as we'll keep you guys all the information in regards to that Clásico Capitolino Feminine Edition. Um, anything to add, Christian, before we kind of wrap up the ladies segment? I'm just hoping that uh, they kind of rebound against Pumas and just get back on that winning no, form. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Don't forget to use the hashtag Lady Aguilas whenever talking about them on Saturday so they can see that we're definitely behind them. And like we mentioned, ladies, our full support is uh, it goes out to you guys. Um, alrighty then. So that is our Lady Aguilas news for today's show. Moving on to the next segment, let's recap exactly what happened between America and Cholos away at Tijuana in the Estadio Caliente. Christian, if you had to just kind of give a brief recap of this game in a short sentence, how would you how would you kind of summarize this game? Ah, uh, it's kind of very hard. I, I guess I could probably use the same word, underwhelming. Um, we we didn't look very good uh, when we were attacking, defending. We were all right, but then there were some chances, um, well, some moments in the match where I really thought Tijuana were going to capitalize. But thankfully, we have um, you know Memo Choa in net to kind of make uh, spectacular saves for us once again and kind of keep this game level. But uh, overall, very underwhelming from our side. Um, and I uh, hopefully this changes the Saturday against Juarez. No, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, Eduardo, did you happen to catch this game at all, or did you not really? I caught I caught about the last ten minutes. Um, just seemed like a very fought match, very uh, played in the middle. Seemed like Tijuana being at home had the upper hand, but then I understand you guys are kind of uh, injury <coughs> now, so missing a lot of people. So it's kind of hard to get a road victory like you guys are used to when you know you're kind of uh, down on numbers. No, yeah, definitely. All right, so you caught the last ten minutes. You caught the last part where everyone was just kind of getting fouled and it was getting a little choppy yeah. towards towards yeah. the end of the match. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's something that I wrote in uh, in in my recap article was that you know this is an America side that kind of started off um, a bit kind of soaking in the pressure and relieving it, and once they saw that they could, they could have the ball, they could move the ball around, they started having more of the possession, they started having more of dictate of the play, um, and you saw America do something that I haven't seen them do in quite some time, and they were shooting a, like what would you say 10, 15 passes consecutively. Um, now, yes, those passes didn't ultimately lead to a, a certain chance being created, but the team looked like they were finally having a bit of an understanding of each other, which says a lot about this team because this is not a team that's played with with uh, with this starting eleven consecutively, right, Christian? No, yeah. Um, I mean, there were there were some moments uh, in this match where I thought that they kind of had opportunities to kind of create offensive chances, but. In my opinion, for the most part of this game, I don't think America really found their footing like the way we are known uh, for them to kind of settle into the match. I think that, you know, uh, our good friend here kind of pointed out that Tijuana did have the upper upper hand being home. And they are a very good home team, especially with their uh, artificial turf field. And that plays into advantage of them, especially for players who maybe aren't used to it uh, on our team. So um, definitely not a bad result. 
uh, I guess, because we, we didn't lose, but definitely not a good result, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, no, it, it does. But, I mean, is there something to highlight here, positives to take away? I, I think there's arguments to be made that there is, because, one, you walk away with a clean sheet. That's two consecutive clean sheets, something that you haven't been able to do for, what, almost a year now? Uh, so, much, I mean, yeah. that's, that's given something. That's a bold statement to make right there, and that's confidence for the back line. And I'm not just talking about the defense, but the goalkeeper in that as well. You know, 100%. everyone's kind of, you know, going to be uh, utilizing that to kind of carry momentum forward. Um, I, I think you, you see a little bit of bright moments in, in this America side that you think, okay, for example, you know, um, George Sanchez looks like he's picking it up. You know, after that final that he's had, that he had, it looks like slowly but surely he's starting to come into the, the rhythm that we knew he, he had. You're right, Christian. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't the most prettiest of games, and I think America definitely were subpar to what we were expecting. But if you're looking at this in cons- in, in perspective and in taking into consideration consideration everything that's been going on around Coapa in this team, injuries, transfers, speculations, every all the doubts that kind of cloud over this team, for this team to walk away with a draw, with a goalless draw that they did not concede anything, I think says a lot because, like you said. Cholos did have their chances here and there, but it's not to say that we didn't either. I think it was if if we were yeah. a little bit more clinical in some of our chances, we want, we we, we kind of just escaped with a draw. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was it wasn't to be. But like we said, I, I think this is America's what B slash C team. Yeah, because right? you can say that. And <clears throat> and they're walking away with yeah. with a draw away at a stadium, which mind you, it has not been very favorable to us in the past years, right? And mm-hmm. this is. A saying that we're, we've gone in with our starting 11s, with our, you know, full arsenal, and walked away with nothing, empty-handed sometimes. And now for this team to come right. out, showcase, walk away with with a draw and a score and a clean sheet, I, I think uh, that that is definitely a highlight to take away. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think, I think you, I'm um, sorry to sound like a broken record here, but I think you highlighted the best. I think the only maybe true highlight we can take away from this is that our defensive line is finally gain, uh, gaining some confidence. Uh, especially Memo Choa, you know, after the season he had last year, being criticized pretty much throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole year, it <clears throat> it's nice to see him kind of regain that that form that we know and love, and you know we just expect him to kind of continue this throughout the whole season. Oh yeah, definitely. Not just him, but I think the back line as well. Um, Harry Ortega mm-hmm. looked a little bit shaky, more shaky than the game in Yeah, Tigres. I. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like something I wanna I wanna point out if if we may. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of. Saying that he did better, but in my opinion, I think he he was a little bit worse. underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, he 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 had a better game against Tigres, and now could that be due to the to the field? I mean, I really don't think so. I I just maybe just maybe it was an off game for him, but I don't think that should you know kind of alarm anyone. I think it's just I don't know, probably just something that you know that that will just he'll he'll get by. But <clears throat> there was some there were some aspects of the game that I think he can improve on, like. I guess being, when he's being pressured, I think he look, looks a little bit too flustered. When um, when there is pressure coming to him, he seems like he's a little bit indecisive, kind of makes that a last-minute decision. I think he could work on that. Uh, his decision-making as well going forward, I think that could be improved. But little by little, I think we're going to get a, a, very, a good defender in him. I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again in regards to Jared. He reminds me so much of Edson Alvarez whenever he uh, he first came out. Actually, he, he he's a little – he the way he plays makes me think that – He's playing better than what Edson Alvarez was playing at at his age and when he made first his debut, which, funny enough, was in a back line of five as well. So, you know, take take uh, take what you want from that. But, uh, yeah, should be interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about Haddad for the upcoming preview because, uh, you know, we'll, I, I'm leaning towards the fact that we're, we, we might not see the end of Haddad in this season so far. I think he might play a game against Juarez. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, anything to add, Eduardo? Anything you'd uh, you'd like to comment in regards to this uh, America uh, Cholos game? Uh, no, I think you guys covered it pretty well. Nice, nice. Uh, well, yeah, America walks away with a draw, four points in total. So out of six, America has four. Uh, you know, not the best of results, but uh, I think it's definitely something that we can uh, improve on. Uh, now, Eduardo, tell us exactly what happened last week. Uh, Juarez, you know, they went up. Uh, Excuse me, right here. Uh, they went up against Morelia, and uh, a very good Morelia, Morelia side. side. And you guys ended up walking away with all three points and all three goals. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, kind of saw, 
you know, 95, 90% of what uh, Juarez's starting next side could look like. Uh, our, 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 our manager made some changes in the starting uh, 11. Uh, we saw the debut of Bruno Romo, who uh, we signed from Chile. Uh, he's played for Colo Colo. Um, he's been called up to the national team. He's a 30-year-old center back. And, he, I mean, he just got to Juarez last Monday. And, you know, straight to the start next side. Because for Juarez, going back to the Apertura and even going back to the Ascenso days, our main issues were with the defense. Um, in Ascenso, you can get away with older uh, center backs, you know, which is why we signed a guy like Jonathan Lacerda. You know, he was our captain. But, you know, he's a veteran. And once once he got to Apertura and, and to Liga MX play, you could kind of see it. So that was definitely an area of help. So we saw Bruno Romo start. And then we saw the usual starting next side from there for uh, for Juarez. Uh, we saw Roland with Lescano at the top, uh, Flavio Santos on one end, Rayo Fernandez. And then, in my opinion, the most underrated midfield duo in Liga Mekis, which is Jefferson Intriago and Joaquin Esquivel. But going into the match, uh, last, last Apertura, uh, Monarcas beat a 6-1 at wow. their place. So you could say these players had a little bit of uh, extra motivation, not only playing at home, but just, you know, having that result in the back of their head. And for about the first 20, 25 minutes, you, it was kind of what we expected. Uh, Morelia, Morelia was going to play possession-based soccer, kind of move it around, just try to kill you. But I was really interested in what uh, Gabriel Caballero did, and he stuck with his high press, didn't pull it back. And eventually, off a set piece, we got a goal, give us the 1-0 lead going into half. And then in the second half, um, we saw Dario Lescano, who I wrote a piece about, and him being the, the, the best-kept secret in Liga Mankeys because he is, he is out of this world. Uh, he's a great player, uh, is able to control the ball, has the center backs always thinking. And, and for our second goal, that's essentially what he did. He pressured the goalkeeper, followed the ball, stole the ball from the defender at the touchline, and basically just got a penalty call on him because you know, the defender was caught, was caught with his foot in the middle. And so he scored a penalty. That put us up 2-0. And it was at that point where I wrote in my recap, uh, Caballero and Ascenso would regularly try to park the bus. He was always known for that. Uh, being one, one up 1-0 or something, he would always put in a defender for a striker or a winger. And, man, it irritated me because, you know, it didn't – you know, it, it cost us some championships. I remember uh, – uh, Apertura Ascenso last year cost us, cost us against Dorados, and we had to play from behind. So this game, I was already like, damn, we're up 1-0 against Monarcas, a quality team. He's going to park the bus. But I was really surprised because he came out and made subs that would pressure Morelia and, and would allow us to keep a high press. And that eventually paid dividends. Um, aside from that, I think... You know, we pl we probably played our best soccer, even though we didn't win the position battle. Uh, we still we played our style, which is you know high press, give the ball to Roland, give the ball to Lescano, let them figure it out kind of deal. <laughs> um, but I think I think Romo adding in the back line was a great addition. We'll have another signing coming in this week. I don't know if you'll see minutes on Saturday. I I probably think not, but you know I I think we have a good shot to go into Azteca and get a draw. Um, also, just just one little note. I think our best signing for Juarez was our assistant coach, who's Jorge Pautaso. Uh, he he was a he was assistant coach for Tata Martino at Barcelona and for uh, Argentina. So you know, mm -hmm. I think I think seeing him come in, I've seen a real uh, evolution in Caballero's thinking. Because, uh, for example, on Sunday we started Luis Lopez as a left back, and he's usually a center back. But playing Luis Lopez there allowed us to kind of flow in between formations. So Joaquin Esquivel, who's, who's a midfielder, a holding midfielder, would drop down to between the both center backs. And it would allow the fullbacks to come in and, you know, really pressure, even when we would lose the ball, pressure as soon as we lost it. And, and we actually get goal-scoring opportunities from that a lot of times. You know, Veracruz last year, Leon. So it's it's a it's a good change to see, and especially something that gives me optimism into the season. Nice, nice. Well, looks like wow. um, well, it looks like you made uh, Juarez seem a little bit more scarier than anyone else would have intended them to. Be. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's it's good. It, it's it's good insight, and I think a lot of people will appreciate that because, um, yeah, 100%. you know. It's,
It's oh, not something good. that me and Christian could definitely sit here and, and break down because it's not like, you know, we, we watch them on a regular to, you know, analyze them. We do watch them occasionally whenever Liam Mekis is on. But no, 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 it's it, it's a great yeah. breakdown. And, and thank you for that information. But it, uh, it looks like... Um, it looks like America does have something to worry about. Um, I, I think you guys are coming into a uh, into a good form. I mean, you just scored three goals. You you, you just mentioned yourself. You just got yourself an ex Fiorentina player, right? Uh, so it's yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, it, it's looking good so far on Juarez side of things. And if you're kind of comparing kind of teams here, I, I think America's last week comparison to your guys's last week uh, isn't as high. You know, with America drawing away at Cholos uh, with speculations as to who's going to be the replacement for Guido Rodriguez. Are we going to continue to play that back five line? What's going to happen? Uh, the fact that the player was the play, the players weren't even able to leave uh, Tijuana right away because of, you know, weather conditions. And did you guys see the most funniest picture? Is this this oh, the kid, the yes, Gio, yeah. this kid, yeah. this guy <laughs> takes a picture with Gio, who is asleep. Um, and, and it's just, I don't know why I just found it to be the funniest picture ever. Um, if you're Gio, what do you, and you wake up to that, what do you, what are you thinking, man? I don't know. He'd probably laugh it off, maybe. I, yeah, he's probably used to it by now. <laughs> yeah. But they caught you sleeping, man. They caught you sleeping. <laughs> it's all right, man. It won't, won't be the last uh, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I mean everything, you know, the, it, it, it paints to be a good picture, and it paints for a good matchup as well. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk in regards to the specifics as to what you think your starting eleven is going to be, what you think tactics are going to be. You know, you're you're seeing that this Juarez could potentially go out for and and, and get a a draw, which I don't know is that exactly how you guys are going to play for, or uh, you know exactly if you're going to try to even go for the game. Uh, and interesting enough, how we think America is going to come out and whether or not they're going to take the game completely to Juarez or if Piojo is going to be a little reluctant to let you guys have the ball. Uh, we're interested to see what both what both sides have to say in regards to this. But before we go any further, before we go into the preview of this upcoming match between America and Juarez, Christian, we have to address a couple of things very quickly in regards to everything going on inside Coapa, uh, and that is, uh, it looks like mm, America has most indefinitely maybe found the replacement of Guido Rodriguez. Uh, any news on that? Yes, sir. Yeah, so it was, a, I think it was about last, yesterday, like yesterday afternoon, where there were various reports that America has been, you know, very close to some of these players. But I think the one that they finally selected was the was the player that currently plays for Flamingo, Robert Pires da Mota. Um, a lot of, a lot of controversy around this player, you know, when this player was first, you know, being rumored with our team, there were a lot of there were a lot of Flamingo fans who were who were excited, who were happy that, you know, this player might be leaving their club. And uh I guess that kind of drew America fans to kind of worry about this player and um, you know, all I gotta say is, listen, you know, there, there's a reason why he was first off bench almost every single game, especially in their in their title run on winning Copa Libertadores. Um, you know, you can't judge a player just because the fans want him out. I mean, that's just not the way, at least I go about things. So if he does come, you know, hopefully he comes in and makes a good impact and, you know, he fills the void that we desperately need because I think on Friday, on yeah, on last Friday we saw that, you know, Guido's missing yeah, that Guido missing is a is a very big problem for us and hopefully this player can come in and kinda, you know, you know, diminish that that uh that for us. So, you know, it seems like 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 um like BDs could be the player that be coming in and that should be announced either tomorrow or, or Thursday. Or right now, if like what happened with Ochoa. Or right now, like <laughs> like that happened like that one time, yeah. Um <coughs> or right now. Yeah, knows. interesting. Um when whenever these speculations came out and, and these and this player, I, I went in and I did my research and by research I mean I went to FIFA and he was not on there. He and he was in in, 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 in no FIFA title. So I did what any best person would do. I turned uh, I turned a new leaf and I went to pass and I and I checked out his stats there. <laughs> um, look the guy looks the guy looks decent. He has a seventy seven rating. <laughs> All right, that's that's yeah, and and I checked some of the pest ratings in comparison <laughs> to some of the FIFA ratings, and they go hand by hand. So I'm thinking, okay, so you know, if you get a 77 rated midfielder coming into this team, 
And if he can adapt to the one to the way that we want him to adapt, which by the way, it's not gonna be in one week. It's not gonna take two, and it's definitely not, no, not gonna be in one time. But I, I mean, we've seen how long Richard it's, has been taking, and he's still not a hundred percent to what he can give. Oh, but he looks so damn he well. He does, though. but can you imagine now? It, it's gonna be the same process with 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 this with this oh, guy. Oh no, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the latest rumor. It looks like he's the destined man to fill in the Guido Rodriguez shoes. We'll keep you guys up to date with that. So make sure you guys follow all of that information over on our Twitter account at Resac America US and over on Instagram at Resac America underscore US. Now, Christian, one last thing to talk about before we go into this game against Juarez, and it's definitely gonna pay uh, dividends to this because. It is a player that's not going to be featured in this match whatsoever. And that is the fact that Nico Castillo is not going to be playing for America for quite some time. As he, again, Christian, again, has again. fallen into again. the injury hole. Uh, what is this? Uh, three to four weeks, right? Is what they're announcing for the recovery or uh, longer? Yeah, that, that's what I... I mean, everyone has their own variation. I saw four to six. I saw three months. I saw two months. I mean... I'm gonna just stick with with two months. I think that that kind of falls in the kind of in the middle, I guess, in a way. Or should we take um, it to the yeah, Eagle, Eye again, Eagle Eye Podcast doctor? I mean, yeah, well, well, wherever Dylan is, so we'll we'll take him to Dylan. Um, but yeah, man, once again, this player is injured, and I think fans had uh, had had enough. Um, I think it's it's just you no know, all hate towards this player. You know, never really lived up to any potential at all. Or the price um, tag, and or the price tag. Um, so yeah, man, another, another two months without Nico Castillo, um, Banyos already said that, you know, we're most likely not going for another striker. If anyone wondering, um, I think they're just going to wait it out and see what happens and, um, and then we'll go from there. But yeah, Castillo will not be playing Saturday or the next week or the following week or, you know, for, for, for a while. Another one bites the dust. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember in 2008 when we signed this Argentinian uh, a midfielder, <coughs> you're supposed to be the next biggest thing, uh, and that was uh, Pocho Insua. Yes, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Guy has talent, guy has potential, heavy price tag, but the injuries uh, make it so that he is unable to kind of showcase his true talent. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, I mean it's a shame because I really thought he he was gonna make a, a huge impact on the team. Um, but unfortunately, just being injury prone, I guess, has not gone his way, and it's just you know, it, it sucks all around. You know, for us fans, for the player, for everybody. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens within within two months or whenever he comes back, and see if he can salvage the season whatsoever. But I think we're 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 living in the last moments of Nico Castillo within America. Interesting. I'm thinking Santiago Baños should just go out and buy the Mexican talent that is Enrique Esqueda. He's killing it out in India, dude. <laughs> He's like a messy <laughs> over there, man. Are you like? Are you like? I keep up? track on everyone. Alejandro Arguello right now is yeah. somewhere in between uh, second to third division. He's out there living his life. <laughs> um, but uh, no, yeah. Uh, shout out to Enrique Esqueda. For some reason, you're listening to this in India. But uh, yeah, like you said, <laughs> no, uh, no replacement to be coming in for Guido, uh, which is fine. I think uh, I, I think we have enough depth in in, in the in in the starting. In the starting eleven and, and in the bench to kind of fill in the Nico Castillo role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially uh, this 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 guy from the Cantera, Roman Martinez, who everyone seems to be um, you know praising heavily. Um, he was on the bench on on Friday against Tijuana, and um, people might say that I mean, he might see a couple minutes here on Saturday. I I mean I don't think so, but anything can happen though, right? So. So we'll see. We'll see how how Herrera kind of approaches the situation, and you know we just gotta gotta make what what we have. Definitely, definitely. And all right, let's move on to this Saturday's matchup. We've kept you guys waiting long enough. Let's talk America versus Juarez. That game's gonna be at uh, at the Estadio Azteca. That game's gonna be live via TUDN, and it's going to be at um, seven p.m. Pacific time, nine Central, ten Eastern. And for our good friends over at Mountain Time, that's gonna be eight p.m. Uh, gentlemen, how are we feeling about this game? Excitement, a bit of nerve rush. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing it to you first, Eduardo. How, how are you coming into this game? Are you excited? Are you motivated? Are you a little bit worried? What's 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 going through your mind when you're starting to think, okay, America at the Azteca this weekend? Uh, excited, but a, li- a little bit skeptic on on what we saw last Sunday, just because uh, Caballero might might start from the from the first whistle and and try to park the bus and get the one point. 
Um, he's known for doing that, and most of the time it, it ends up it ends up biting us. So a, a little worried in that case, but optimistic because the team has a good form. Um, our players are, are are starting to adapt to each other, and I think I think the change of venue will will inspire some of them. But I think for some, the the stage might be too bright. So definitely a little a little skeptic, but excited. Definitely, definitely. Now this is going to be the fourth encounter uh, between these two teams in uh, recent times. Now, if we're looking at the stats, uh, America only holds one win, and you guys hold two draws and. A loss. Do you think that says anything to to what to expect for this game? Because it hasn't been these matches that have played out. They haven't really been the most high in, the highest scoring games, and some would argue maybe they haven't even been the most exciting games to watch. But do you think this game poses some bit of excitement coming into Saturday? Uh, most definitely, I think it does. Um, I, most of the players on this team, uh, there's very few new faces, and I think the result from uh, the last tournament kind of weighs in because uh, Vinas scored a goal at the 78th, 80th minute, and we were dominating the match. We should have won that match, and and you guys came into our house, took a point, <coughs> you know. So so that result kind of lingers to where you know that's a game we should have won. So I feel like maybe we'll come in with a little bit of intensity, a little bit more. Uh, concentration hopefully and um, i mean it's it's a pretty veteran group in terms of experience maybe not in mexico but in terms of just general experience uh we're not really feeling a lot of youngsters interesting interesting and on our end christian how is america coming into this one i mean still injury doubts looming over the team uh like we said you know the result against the uh tijuana wasn't the best but you still have that tigres game to kind of playoff in regards to the Azteca just how do you see this coming into this well first I think it has to do with the starting 11 that we're going to bring out I think it's going to be one change and that, that'll be Escobosa for Cordova but we'll get into that a little bit later um, I think that's going to bring a whole new dy- uh, dynamic to our attack because I just think Escobosa is not really fitting in quite well or as well as it I think Cordova kind of adds a new a new dynamic uh, a new element to the, to the offensive uh, attack so um, we should see, I guess, a little bit more of creativity going forward. Cause I think that that's what we're seriously lacking. I think there's no one really on the on, on that pitch right now that really generating any dangerous chances. And I think that's what we desperately lacked against Tijuana and and against Tigres. But you know, with one, we actually scored. So I guess that maybe that's what we need uh, this Saturday. Um, Juarez is an interesting interesting opponent. You know, they're 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 definitely not a pushover team this season. You know, they 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 beat a team that was. I guess they were a dark horse, but they made it to the semifinals of last season and kind of, you know, you know, single-handedly, you know, kind of, kind of beat them up pretty well, three uh, 0 Morelia. So definitely not a pushover team. Very interesting to watch this match, though. Um, so I can't wait, man. It should be, it should be, it should be a fun one, honestly. It definitely does paint for something exciting to happen at the Azteca. Now we did promise us a very spec, a very good game against Tigres, and we got kind of a snooze fest. So maybe t- I take our, yes. our our word with a little bit of grain of salt, but uh, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed here that it does live up to the expectation that we're kind of uh, making it out to be. Now, um, Eduardo, I'm interested to hear what is your what is your starting eleven, or what are you hearing around the Juarez camp that you think might be uh, the eleven players that go out on the pitch against America. Uh, I think we'll we'll see the similar uh, starting eleven to what we saw against Monarcas. We'll see uh, Ivan Vasquez Mellado as the goalkeeper. We'll see Israel Jimenez on uh, as one of the fullbacks, Victor Velasquez and Bruno Romo as the center backs, Luis Lopez at right back. Uh, two holding midfielders, Jefferson Intriago and Joaquin Esquivel. Uh, our two ring, our two wingers will be Mauro Fernandez and Flavio Santos. And then, uh, kind of roaming, the the final third will be uh, Diego Roland. Well, he, he'll switch wings, he'll cut inside. And then the point man will be uh, Dario Lescano. The only real change I can see is if the new signing, uh, the the new loan signing from Fiorentina, Maxi Oliveira, if if he comes in and and immediately comes in form, which I think he should be because he saw minutes last weekend with Fiorentina. Um, that's the only change I could see where he would he would be playing the right-back position where Luis Lopez would be, and that would be the only change. Other than that, I don't really see uh, any rotation going on. 
But I think I think that's what we'll see. I think there'll be a good indi- indication from the the starting eleven we see in Copa tomorrow, because you will kind of see a little bit of rotation there if if Gabriel Caballero decides to pull a certain player from Copa games that usually plays Copa. That'll probably give us a good idea that he might want to use him for the league match. But I don't anticipate that happening. I anticipate the same starting eleven with maybe a debut from Oliveira. But other than that, it should be the same one. Nice. Equipo que gana repite basically is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, all righty then. Christian, now I throw you the most anticipated question so far uh, we've had is what is going to be our starting eleven? Now, before you answer that question, the reason why I say it's most anticipated is because we've had plenty of other people out here reporting different things that uh, America should go back to a back four. Some people saying that the back three is working. Some people say this back five is uh, is kind of a waste of time. It is. And, and <laughs> but, you know, I, I make the argument that the back five is definitely dividend to what we have at our disposal right now. And we should keep playing it. It is. So um, before you give me your starting 11, I, I do want to acknowledge our good friend and now our good, uh, um, uh, our colleague. good colleague as he is covering Club America for uh, Viva Liga Mekis is uh, our good friend. Mr. Miggy, who uh, put out his starting 11, and uh, I want to read it out to uh, all our listeners right now. And uh, he's going with the uh, ideal formation that we've wanted America to play for since the beginning of the season. That is the uh, the 4 2 3 1. Uh, he has Ochoa and Goal, Paola Aguilera, Bruno Valdez, Emanuel Aguilera, George Sanchez as your back four in the midfield, obviously, also with Richard. Uh, on the right, which is kind of very interesting, but we have seen him play this position before, is Andres Ibarguen. On the left, which is a player that you have not starting in this match, is Alonso Escobosa. In the camp position, of course, none other than number 10 himself, Giovanni Dos Santos up top. The other, per- the only player that can play up top at the moment, and it's that's Henry Martin. Now, that is Miggy's formation. Let us know what you guys think about that. And uh, when I first saw it, I thought, you know what, this would look nice, but... I don't think uh, in a hundred years we're going to be seeing this formation be played out this Saturday. Now, Christian, give me your uh, your starting eleven and what our uh, uh, our starting eleven guru has for uh, this Saturday. <laughs> I mean, first thing I'll say this: I like the formation. Obviously, that's the formation I want to play. Although I would I wouldn't have Escobosa there. I think I'd probably put Cordova there and then Ibarwin on the right. That's probably my only change I would make to that lineup. But. <clears throat> Um, but for this Saturday, I think I'm going with Ochoa and Net, the back five, uh, Paula Aguilar, Jared Ortega, Bruno Valdez, Emanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, uh, your three midfielders, um, also Gonzalez Canaza, holding midfielder, um, and then you have Richard Sanchez and Sebastian Cordova, and then um, up top you have Giovanni Dos Santos and Henry Martin. Okay, okay, interesting. There's a baby in the background. Uh, yeah, I would uh, excuse my niece, <laughs> She's uh, she had just woken up from her nap. Um, so she is a bit, uh, grumpy, but, uh, she might be a little bit grumpy yeah. too, because she doesn't want to see the back five as well, but, uh, she doesn't, she, I know her, so she doesn't, she doesn't, but um, this is kind of what so... we have at our disposal and it's worked before these past two games to a win and a draw and two clean sheets. I think we roll with it. I, I mean, we kind of have to, I think, I mean, we just kind of have to like, like you, like you keep saying, that's the only players that we have right now. Um, I don't see Leo Suarez starting right now. Um, I think he needs to adapt a little bit more, so that's why I don't have him starting. I only took out Escobosa because, like I repeat myself, I just don't think he's fitting in well. Um, he's just not meshing, so maybe a change in Cordova could kind of spark something. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, we'll just got to see how, how this comes out. I really hope that, you know, we get a different dynamic of the team than what we got on friday um and we're definitely going to need it especially if if um if juarez is high pressing like like uh, like a good friend here has been kind of saying the whole podcast i think we're going to have to you know not try to try to stay defensive because in one of those offensive chances they can't capitalize so um and they have the players to do so so that's something that miguelera needs to watch out and you know, we we need we need to change something in that attack because it's been so lackluster and it, and it is it's annoying me. And we need to be more clinical when we have clear chances as well. Well, we'll talk about the tactic side of everything and how we think America might come into this game and how they should approach this game, whether or not they're going to actually take our word for it. Then we'll have to wait and see. But well, they should. You know, Pio Correra listens <laughs> to this and says, you know what, we're going to do the opposite. Um, Eduardo, give me your um, 
I don't know, give me your thoughts whenever you're hearing us talk about a back five, a very defensive America side, a very lacklustrous America side going up top, going forward. Uh, this bring a little bit more confidence into your prediction that uh, Juarez could walk away with the result in the Azteca? Uh, it, it, it makes me think of just possibly two ways of thinking, where the back five can either have Caballero go for a tactic which sees... Esquivel pull in between the center backs and see our full backs move forward and kind of go for a more attacking style of play with uh, Roland and Rayo maybe cutting inside. But, you know, with the five, with the, with the back five, I can also see us kind of moving away from that high-pressing style and kind of just acting almost like a, like, like a basketball team and meeting you guys at half court and letting you kind of touch the ball around on your own end. So that that's kind of my thinking on it. I, I wish that we would go for the high pressing style because it's it's paid dividends so far against Pumas, against Monarcas, and even last season when we would uh, implement it. So in that sense, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. We definitely have the players to play well against the back five. I think uh, in close spaces we struggle. Uh, we're we're better with long balls, uh, through through passes, uh, putting together a lot of passes. You know, ultimately, we'll put together 10 to 15 passes, but what will get us to a scoring opportunity will be a long ball, will be a through ball. It won't really be one, two, three, boom, you're at goal. It'll it'll be a cross. It'll be uh, a tactical foul, something like that. So, you know, I can see Piojo going for that to kind of close spaces because, I mean, we do have fast players. Roland, Rayo, you know, they get behind and, and they're they're gone. So in an attempt to kind of close that off, I could see him – you know, sticking to that. And, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I hate to burst your bubble, but that's his style. He's going to go with the back five. So, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much how I see it. I've accepted it. I've come to terms with the back five. I know that that's kind of kind of, kind of be what we're going to have to roll with for the beginning of the season. <laughs> I don't like it, though, but, I mean, we're going to have to go with it. Uh, it's, it's him, man. It's him. It is him. <laughs> uh, and, and, look, this back five, now I know what you guys are thinking, everyone listening right now, is, oh, God, they promised us a very good game, and now bo- both everyone who's just talked about this game has promised a back five and no team going out for one, one another and just kind of moving the ball around in their own half. I know it sounds like it's going to be a boring game. It's not, hopefully, knock on wood. But I, I, I can see Bioko trying to be a little bit aggressive with this America side. If you think about it, you know, George has made some very good runs in these past two games going forward. I, th- I think he's definitely kind of taking into the role of being uh, a wingback. I, I think he's definitely fitting himself into that position. Uh, he's made a couple of good dribbles as well. So, and. Keep an eye out on George and what he does on his runs, and it's going to be very important. If you are right, Christian, and you put Cordoba on that side where Escobosa is, he's going to be making overlapping runs. George is going to be making overlapping runs on Cordoba. So that's going to be important because now Cordoba likes to play a little bit more towards the middle. I think that's where he feels a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if I, I think, yeah, so, so if you yeah. don't have him drifting so wide and you have uh, Sanchez kind of overlapping him, I think that's going to play very, very different to America and, and see what can come off that end. And uh, on that side as well, you're gonna see Giovanni dos Santos. So we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. You know what what is it? I think that left side of America can prove to be very dangerous. Uh, now on the right hand side, you have you know Paulo Aguilar doesn't have the same speed that he had once. So he has to be a little bit more disciplined as being a wing back because he can't just push up and then pretend like he's gonna be able to run 30, 40 yards back whenever uh, Quad is trying to counterattack us. He's gonna have to play a little bit more smarter than that. Uh, but I think Paulo can still pl- uh, play a key role. Um, and then I'm looking at the uh, at the attackers, like you said, Christian. There hasn't been enough coming off of them in regards to the creative department. Gio made a great, great opportunity uh, that c- caused the goal uh, the first game at, at the Sarasaka against Tigres. We need more of that from him. We need a lively start. I don't think he looked too bad against Tijuana. I just I felt like he was a bit isolated. Um, and then of course Henry just has to put them away. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It just has to put them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think uh, once the game kind of settles in and maybe even into the second half, we can see the inclusion of Leo Suarez, who, by the way, uh, looked very, very promising against uh, Cholos. Uh, I think that's another player that could definitely help out and, and, you know, bolster the attack in the way that we want. I don't know, Christian. What, what, what do you mm-hmm. have in mind in regards to, you know, how Piojo should come out and, and, and attack this game? 
Well, de- definitely, I think he needs to think more offensive orientated. I think he needs to kind of just make sure that we're the ones dictating the play, that we're the ones moving the ball around, making them chase after us. And I do really think the inclusion of quarterback can help out in that because he is a player that can find you those little spaces. He is the player that can dribble into, you know, places where, you know, maybe Escobar can't. And, you know, maybe that's due to lack of form or not understanding. But I think Gordova just kind of has a better understanding of his teammates around him. So that's just a better inclusion all around. You mentioned the overlaps with Jorge Sanchez. I think that could work better in our dividend so Henry can just kind of stay, you know, where he needs to be and kind of just put them away. Um, you know, I think I think this this paints for a good match if Cordova starts. But if Escobosa starts, you know, I think we're going to see a kind of a repeat with something Juan in that first half. You know, we're going to see Juarez kind of, you know, I think they're going to be the ones kind of moving the ball, having their way, and we just can't have that, especially <clears throat> with the players that they have who are fast and who do capitalize on the long ball very well. Um, you know, I don't watch Juarez a lot, but I I I know enough that. Their, their their long balls are are a very strong suit, uh, and then when you have two fast players like Roland and and Rayo, you know it it it, it can be it can cause headaches for us. So Herrera needs to needs to make sure that this team is focused and concentrated, and make sure that they know that that they understand that we need to we need to be the one that they take to play and settle in faster than they do. Interesting, interesting, Eduardo. Any anything else in regards to this game, in regards to Juarez and tactics or whatever you want to add on into this preview uh just you you mentioned about you know the the runs and the left side the right side of your guys's offense i i expect piojo to attack our weak part uh which is you know uh victor velasquez luis lopez because i mean luis lopez is playing out of position he's a center back but we're playing him as a right back and when we were starting velasquez and la cerda you know it's two trees next to each other. Now we have Velasquez and Romo, but then again, you know, playing devil's advocate, Romo just got here two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. So he's still trying to fill into that leadership position. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Velasquez is a solid center back, but runs across his face, runs behind him. Uh, he's very prone to let that happen and kind of wait for an offside to be marked, a foul to be called. And Luis Lopez, you know, he had an exceptional game against Morelia in, in that fullback position. But, again, it's not his position. And, you know, sometimes he tends to go back to those old habits that a center back would do. You know, kind of slide recklessly, uh, man mark, sort of in, in a terrible position. So I, I see Piojo kind of attacking that aspect. You know, maybe, maybe not specifically you know, moving the ball around, but maybe just shifting the offense to attack one side. Because, I mean, one side of our defense is is stronger than our other. I mean, we have Bruno Romo and Israel Jimenez on one side, guys with experience, guys who have been there before, guys who have played. And on the other side, we have a dude who played with Lobos Bob but wasn't a starter, played Copa matches, and a kid who's been with us two years and, and played very sparingly in Ascenso. So in that aspect, I can see that becoming a problem for us. And, I mean, it's been a problem, not becoming a problem. It's going to be a problem. I, I can already see it happening because our defense is, is, is where we struggle. In terms of offensively, I'm very excited to see Lescano against uh, your guys' as center backs. Uh, he's, he's, very, uh, he's very physical. He's, he's, you guys are going to get mad at him because he's going to fall every time they touch him. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to try to get a call every single time. He's going to look at the ref. But you know, trust me, I get mad at him too. But he, there's a method to his madness, and and all he needs is is one opportunity. But speaking on those long balls, you know, I'm I'm just interested to see how the the physicality of it matches out because he's he's very technical with getting position, using his chest to control the ball, and putting a through ball right away. So in that aspect, I think that's going to be a very good battle. Uh, I should expect you know you guys should expect Lalan to be double, have two guys on him at all times because he's 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 that dangerous. He's very good. Um, so yeah, attacking wise, that, that should be a fun matchup. Uh, our midfielders, that should be an interesting matchup. See what, uh, Esquivel and Intriago do in terms of moving up the field, coming down the field. Um, Intriago is more of our, our offensive conductor, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to, to say it one way. So I'm interested to see what Piojo does to kind of negate his impact because he kind of serves as, as that, as that glue between the back line and the front line. Um, he doesn't really have a set position. You can see him drift all the way from the left, all the way to the right, come all the way back to the goalkeeper, get the ball, 
and then shoot a free kick that's you know 22 <laughs> yards out so he's you know he, he's everywhere and then Esquivel of course because I think he's he's one of our x factors last year against Bulmas recovered a ball at, at the half took it all the way scored a goal so if he can have <clears throat> if he can have that attacking mentality outside of what he does defensively he should be fine and he, sh- he should be an x factor for us uh, but I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we can pull out a draw. A win would be great. I just don't see that happening since, since uh, you know, our team, our team hasn't won on the road. For us, for us, a huge result is is getting a draw away. So that's that's kind of where I see us standing. Uh, I, I, if if it gets to the seven, my my fears if we get to the 70th minute and we're at zero zero one one something tied, Caballero's going to park the bus. And it's gonna be mayhem because when we park the bus, you have a bunch of players on top of each other. Our communication isn't that great, and that might come, and you might get you might you guys might get a 85th minute winner, you know, something like that. I like so that's those. my that's my main fear. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I hate those because I've I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've I've gone accustomed to those. With, with Trust me. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see. Should see the starting the same starting eleven. Um, I'm interested to see the subs as well, since we do have a, a pretty good bench with uh, newcomers. And I think if he decides to to, to attack and, and try to go for a win, or, or even just maintain a draw but maintain pressure like he did against Monarcas, I'm interested to see how an Angel Sagal can play coming in at the 60th minute. You know, he's a very explosive player. Uh, he gets one shot on goal, and he's he he, he has a good opportunity to make it in. Um, Brian Rubio, if he comes in for Lescano, maybe. Uh, he, he's coming from Herediano, but he's on loan from Tigres. He, he has two goals in the last two matches played for Juarez. So it's going to be interesting to see the tactic side of it, how they attack each other, um, who we start, uh, how how we go head-to-head. But I, 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 I'm hoping we get a draw. But, you know, I, I think Azteca will, and America will kind of weigh in our, in our players' minds. Even though we have guys with experience, I think it'll weigh – and we might, you know, one zero two one type of result. I think is something that we should expect with you guys on top. Alrighty, well, uh, let's see if that comes to to truth. Um, two things now before we kind of wrap this up, uh, Christian. I want to talk about the defense real quickly. <coughs> but one last question to you, Eduardo, in regards to this game is: uh, When is the last time America and Juarez faced off in the Estadio Azteca? Do you remember? Azteca was Copa Mexico, correct? And that and, was the draw, correct? And, correct. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes. it was it was it was a draw, but we won on penalties. That is correct. Yes. Now, I, I was gonna ask, uh, because this is kind of, you know, not familiar territory for you guys. Do you think the altitude might play a role or a factor in some of these players? What's what's the altitude at Azteca? Do you, do you guys know that? By heart, by any chance? I should know it, but I don't. <laughs> you should know it. Yeah, yeah come on. You can man. ask the question. You, you need the facts, man. Come on, you're wearing the shirt right now. But oh, uh, the on, altitude man. is uh, 7,382 above sea level. Okay, it, it'll it'll weigh a bit. Uh, we're we're at about 4,000 here, so um, so it'll weigh a bit, but. I don't. I don't think it'll be that much of a factor as it is for for rest of the teams in Mexico who are kind of either below or right at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't expect it to be uh, a factor. I don't expect playing at Azteca to be a factor. But like I said, Juarez is a different team on the road. You know, we've got two. We had two straight home matches where we scored seven goals in two matches. But then we had that first game against Chivas at, at the Estadio Akron, and we, you know, we pretty much didn't do anything. You know, we should have lost 4-0. So, you know, it's two different teams, one at home, one on the road. Hopefully, we start getting some. But at the end of the day, for a team like Juarez, a draw away is a win. Interesting, interesting. Now, Christian, like I mentioned to you prior to the whole altitude thing, the defense. He, he mentioned that uh, his his strikers were definitely going to be on. Uh, on when trying to find a goal and trying to put our, our defense in kind of a nervy situation. The only thing that kind of worries me is this Jared Ortega kid. Uh, you know, he played up against a very good Tigres side, but he didn't go up against a Gignac, who I would imagine would have tried to bully him in True. that game. 
Uh, now he went up against a player like Milo Bolaños, and he sometimes looked a little bit, like you said, hesitant, a little bit, uh, I don't want to use the word scared, but it's the only one that kind of comes up to my mind. But yeah, <sighs> he was a bit reluctant to kind of, you know, make a couple of tackles, uh, do a couple mm-hmm. of things. But um, how do you think this game is going gonna, is gonna to pan out for, you know, our, our new Cantarano? It's 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 hard because well as we know he kind of plays to the to the right of Bruno Valdez now that'll be I think the side where Roland usually plays, um so if if Roland and Descano can kind of get together and kind of create some magic there then yeah there's gonna be problems for Hudet but um you know there's a kid with high potential and with you know with kind of Bruno right there kind of guiding him you know I don't think it should be that much of a factor but. If it gets to a situation where it could be like a one-on-one, then you know you might you might kind of want to start a little little bit worrying because I I don't think the one-on-ones are his strong suit just yet, <clears throat> especially if you have a kind of a physical presence there like like La Lescano like like Eduardo said. So, um, you know I, I don't think it should be too bad, but you know I think I think he he uh he should still be on his toes though, hundred percent. Alrighty, alrighty. Well then, coming to the best and favorite part of everyone. Uh, for the podcast, and that is prediction time, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Eduardo, we've heard it time and time again, but what is your prediction for Saturday's match? America versus Juarez and Isaiah I see who, man. I want I want to be a little confident. I want to be a little Stephen A. Smith on you guys, but you know, I'm holding <laughs> back. I don't want to do that to you guys yet. I want I want to get invited back on, so I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> So I'm gonna go. One, I'm gonna go one-one draw with with you guys scoring first, and then uh, and then us responding some type of way. Hopefully, that sounds very America like. Um, <laughs> Christian, your prediction for Saturday's match? I think I'm gonna go two-one America. Two-one America. Um, for those of you now asking in the chat, OMG, it's AV's going with a three-nil result. OMG, AV's always been very yeah. Uh, he's always uh, very um. He's very confident. He's very confident yeah, in his confident. results. Um, last you know he hasn't really hit him on the nail just yet, but you know what? I like the optimistic, my friend. And one of going. these he will though. He will. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably won't we be would be honest. surprised if this is the game. Let <laughs> yeah, me tell we you, would be surprised. Yeah. Just, this is <laughs> not the 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 eleven we feel that was. Is not a three 0 winning team. Let's just put it that way. Um, penalties. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going with um, I'm going with a one 0 victory for America. Um, again, I I can I can see it going both ways. I I it could turn into this three 0 game in which America plays this kind of great football. It's very entertaining back and forth. Or it could go down to just being both teams trying to be a little bit reluctant and not trying to you know make a mistake and you know. One thing happens here and there, and America is able to find a goal. But um, I don't know. That's just me. I'm going a, a little bit conservative on this one, and I'm definitely going with a 1-0 win. Uh, let us know what you guys think over on Twitter, uh, over on Instagram. For those of you guys listening right now, iTunes, SoundCloud, and or Spotify, let us know as well over at Resaca America US and at Resaca America underscore US for our Instagram. Uh, gentlemen, I think we've hit everything on the head here. Um, I, I think we've kind of covered it all from head to toes in regards to this game uh make sure you guys do not miss out on this game uh whatever the outcome might be uh we promise you guys that we will at least try to bring you guys the best and utmost coverage over there at the Azteca in regards to this matchup uh eduardo again can you remind these people where to follow you i know you're going to be uh tweeting about this matchup and you know giving your side of the perspective where can they find you uh caballos juarez capital c capital j or just look up los caballos del norte on Twitter, all things FC Juarez. Nice, nice. So if for whatever reason you stumble across uh, this America podcast and you are a Juarez fan, now you have yourself the right plug and the right information to go and get yourself situated with all things Liga Mekis English in regards to Juarez. Um, Christian, anything else you want to add on before we uh, head on out? Uh, no, just thank you to to our, our new our new friend here for coming on. Very insightful um, thoughts you had on Juarez, and I hope for a, a very good match on Saturday. Alrighty, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, Eduardo, uh, just one last final question to you. Uh, what uh, what inspired you to get get started in this? And I know that uh, you you mentioned you wrote a couple of articles. Where is it that uh, that that we can find said pieces of yours as well? Uh, well, my uh, my my pieces you can find them on Viva Liga Mekis. 
Um, oh, look at that. So another, then, uh, 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 Miggy, is this your friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw they just added him on. I saw him on the Slack the other day. Uh, but I'm I'm fairly new to it too, so kind of getting, uh, barely starting to get to know each other. But uh, essentially, I mean, like I was telling you guys before the show, I started with, uh, with Indios and uh, watching them and following them. So I, I grew up watching them, uh, 11, 12 years old, and obviously team gets stripped away, and then uh, FC Juarez, uh, becomes a, becomes a real idea, and then obviously we buy we buy the franchise, and you know we move up to 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 Liga Mekis to the top flight, and uh, I had started working with some some local pages in Juarez, but you know it didn't really feel like it was uh it was my thing or, or the way they were doing things, so you know made my own Twitter, decided to go through there, um, thought thought that would be the best way to kind of release information, cover cover the team, kind of get my day-to-day thoughts. And, and I mean, if it's one person listening, 50 people listening, I don't care. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the team that, that even though they've only existed for four years, it's still Juarez. And for me, that's, that's the city I love, the city I'm from. So, you know, that's kind of where I, I drew my inspiration. And, you know, I'm really excited that, you know, I get the opportunity to, to talk with you guys about it, talk about a, a top-flight team back in Juarez, even though, you know, it's, it's already been about half a year. So I'm I'm just really excited. I'm I'm really happy to be able to be doing this kind of on on my own on my own time, and uh, yeah, I mean, just want to inform people, the Liga MX English community, about Juarez, especially being in Juarez since we we are on the border, and so many of our fans. I mean, including myself. You know, I, I live in El Paso, but every time a Juarez game comes up, drive over to Juarez, watch the match, and then come back home. So, you know, it's it's that border region. You know, talking Spanish, talking English. So just thought, you know, there's a lot of Spanish coverage of Juarez. Why not give some English coverage on it? Beautiful. Perfect. Awesome. Well, we're going to send you our Cowboy Dan your way one of these days. Uh, so you guys can <laughs> link up over there at the Sadio de uh, Juarez. But, um, yeah, no, no. Thank you so much for coming on, Eduardo. You were great. Um, uh, a lot of our, our listeners definitely enjoyed your takes and definitely enjoyed what you had to say about your team. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, we, we love to see people like you just coming on Twitter, making it happen, especially for teams that don't get the coverage that they deserve. And um, I, I think, like you said, it, you know, there's there's such high potential for you know the English language coverage. Since you said it yourself, it's a border town. You know, it's 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 right there. It's all all the capabilities are possible. So uh, no, again, thank you. Keep up the hard work. We're definitely a fan of yours. Keep up, keep up, keep it up, and uh, we'll keep an eye uh, and a close contact with you as well, my friend. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you to everyone who made it out today, and thank you to all the listeners on on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. So thank you again so much, everyone. Have yourselves a wonderful night. We'll be in contact next week in regards to all things the Sagres de la America. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned for our coverage over on Twitter and on Instagram. Alrighty, gentlemen. Thank you guys again. Have a good night, and uh, as always always. Arriba la América.